at a time. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up anything you'd like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give to you for free. In fact, you get to control the content of the site Whatever it is you see online, you want to share with our other listeners, share it with us. You just submit it as show prep to freetalklive.com, and then others get to vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well. And the most liked, make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So do head over there and get interactive and enjoy it. freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. So uh, much to discuss on the table. Of course, you may put whatever you'd like on the table here, and that is the point of this program but to start things out tonight the d uh, excuse me not the dea we can talk about the dea but there's another triple letter agency uh that is bad news as well the atf alcohol tobacco and firearms bureaucracy in washington dc in many cases uh, we talk about how force has consequences that in many ways you know, can can be very predictable sometimes I don't know if the government bureaucrats are able to predict them. For them, they might be considered unintended consequences. Uh, but it just all depends on what exactly we're looking at. And in this case, we're looking at an ATF program that was designed supposedly to stop the flow of guns to Mexican drug cartels. Well, it turns out, according to Just CBS, about every government agency is either ineffective or, in fact, does the opposite of what it was that they had hoped to <laughs> yeah. do. Turns out, according to CBS News, well, the opposite has occurred. Keeping American weapons from getting into hands of Mexican gangs is the goal of a program called Project Gunrunner. But critics say it's doing exactly the opposite. Running guns! CBS News investigative correspondent Cheryl Atkinson reports uh, from back in December the place... Uh, dangerous smuggling route in Arizona not far from the border. A special tactical border squad was on patrol when gunfire broke out and Agent Brian Terry was killed. Kent, Brian's brother, said that he was my only brother, and that was the only brother I had. I'm lost. The assault rifles found at the murder were traced back to a U.S. gun shop where they came from, and how they got there is a scandal so large, some insiders say it surpasses the shootout at Ruby Ridge and the deadly siege at Waco. To understand why, it helps to know something about Project Gunrunner, an operation run by the ATF, the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. See, Project Gunrunner deployed new teams of agents to the southwest border. The idea, to stop the flow of weapons from the U.S. to Mexico's drug cartels. But in practice, sources tell ABC or CBS rather news that uh, the ATF's actions had the opposite result. They allegedly facilitated the delivery of thousands of guns into criminal hands. CBS News wanted to ask ATF officials about the case, but... No comment. That's right. They we do not comment on ongoing investigations <laughs> because we do not really work for you. We are not beholden to the right. press or the American people. And if you don't like it, you can take it and stick it where the sun doesn't shine. Yeah, well, Thank I'll... you. Have a nice day. That's, that's pretty much the... The way it is, I mean, they right. don't say those These words. These people but... are not your government. If they were your government, they would work for you. They'd be accountable. You are their 
citizens, they're slaves, they're Surfs. subjects. Yeah. So they apparently were able to speak to six veteran ATF agents and executives involved, as in people that uh, formerly with the bureaucracy. They don't want to be quoted, though, by name for fear of retaliation. Mm. Hmm. Now, what kind of retaliation are they afraid of? Like their pension getting cut off, do you think? Six times, uh, excuse me, three times as many um, uh, whistleblower uh, lawsuits or whatever. The, the the Obama administration has cracked down three times as much as the uh, previous administrations on whistleblowers. So these people have every reason to fear. Every reason. You're talking about possible criminal charges? Who knows? They'll do anything that they want. Yeah. They're the government. If 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 they don't have a crime that fits, they'll just kind of kind of make one fit. They'll, they'll lever it in and give you all kinds of. It doesn't matter whether you're innocent or guilty. You'll still spend tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of dollars defending yourself. I mean, if that's not punishment enough. Well, you know, when I see retaliation, it could mean anything. It could mean something within the system, like you're saying, some sort of trumped up charge that's brought against them officially. But it could also mean more significant outside of the system consequences because remember you're talking about people who are dealing with drug cartels this is the kind of level of corruption we're talking about this isn't just your this isn't your average group of city bureaucrats that's like skimming money off the top or how many of these people in contracts out in this agency have done this undercover work within these cartels have uh, been dealing with gun runners working as gun runners i mean it doesn't take too long in a world where people kill people uh that disagree with them you know, to kind of get that mindset. Oh, I could take care of this guy. He's, uh, he's snitching on us. No problem. So the following are the allegations on the part of the former agents, six agents they spoke with that refused to be named. In late 2009, the ATF was alerted to suspicious buys at seven gun shops in the Phoenix area. Suspicious because the buyers paid cash, sometimes brought in paper bags and They purchased classic weapons of choice used by Mexican drug traffickers, semi-automatic versions of military-type rifles and pistols. Sources uh, tell CBS News that several gun shops wanted to stop the questionable sales, but the ATF encouraged them to continue. Jamie Avila was one of the suspected buyers. ATF put him in its suspect database in January of 2010. For the next year, ATF watched as Avila and other suspects bought huge quantities of weapons, supposedly for personal use. They included 575 AK-47 type semi-automatic rifles. That's a lot. A lot of guns. <laughs> that's enough to keep, that's enough to keep a small Caribbean nation's entire military in stock. ATF managers allegedly made a controversial decision, allow most of the weapons onto the streets. The idea, they said, was to gather intelligence and see where the guns ended up. Insiders say it's a dangerous tactic called letting the guns walk. (laughs) One agent called the strategy insane. Another said, we were fully aware the guns would probably be moved across the border to drug cartels where they could be used to kill. On the phone... One Project Gunrunner source, who didn't want to be identified, told us just how many guns flooded the black market under the ATF's watchful eye. He said the numbers are over 2,500 on that case, by the way. That one case. <laughs> how many others? I don't know. But uh, that's how, how, could you know? Yeah, that's how many guns were sold, he says, including some, or she, we don't know, including some 50 calibers that they let walk. 
Now, 50 caliber weapons are fearsome. For months, ATF agents followed 50 caliber Barrett rifles and other guns, believed headed for the Mexican border, but were ordered to let them go. One distraught agent was overheard on ATF radios begging and pleading to be allowed to intercept transports. The answer? Negative. Stand down. CBS News has been told at least 11 ATF agents and senior managers voiced fierce opposition to this strategy. It got ugly, said one. There was screaming and yelling, says another. A third warned, this is crazy. Somebody is going to get killed. Have you seen Reservoir Dogs? Yes. Reservoir Dogs, you got this guy who is imitating, um, you know, you have police undercover infiltrating like gang, uh, some kind of criminal organization. Mm -hmm. And eventually it gets to the point where, you know, you... You know, someone has to shoot a cop or something like that. Right. And and, and it, that's what this makes me think of is in order to play the role, they have to be the 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 well, I'm going to so the, called bad the evil thing that they're fighting. And, and and how and how long do they put up that ruse and then how much damage do they do in the process? Mm-hmm. I, I, I won't make the correlation of people doing politics for the sake of promoting <laughs> liberty right now. But but, you know, that's the are too late already did. But. <laughs> But that's what it makes me think of is, is, you know, they're having to play the role and be the evil thing for a while. Your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. Am I getting this wrong um, from what Dale's saying here that uh, how it's just the ATF letting well doing what's right, which is letting people buy guns if they want to buy guns. Right. Well, let's come back and talk about that. I mean, that's... I was getting I, the impression, and maybe this is my fault, not getting it right, but that they were involved in the trafficking somewhat. We'll come back with more here in moments at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there, including listening options. We've got them. Dial-up version and broadband versions of the show on internet streaming, available 24-7. The latest episode of Free Talk Live, you'll be able to hear it at listen.freetalklive.com and get information about the 94 great radio stations that carry the show, our satellite listening options like XM and our free-to-air satellite channel, webcam, listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. It's all there, and go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more. It's the shirt that you use most, the white dress shirt. And Paul Frederick has it for you in athletic, trim, big and tall for nineteen ninety-five. Guys, you know, if you've tried to uh, find a shirt that fits and you've tried to find it cheaply, that, well, you know, if you go to those discount stores, they've always got shirts that the neck is too tight, the sleeves are too short, the waist is too big, whatever. You can get one that fits. You can get it more than 55 sleeve fit and collar combinations with 
free monogramming. And the fact is, you know, a monogram shirt, it, it, it just gives a little something extra. Go to 1995shirt.com. Use promo code TUCK, T-U-C-K, at 1995shirt.com. Limited time offer and take advantage of it now. 1995shirt.com, promo code TUCK. So I'm not entirely disconnected from the news. I may not be the most plugged-in individual, but I'm surprised I didn't hear about this gun walking thing until I just happened to see something on one of the news sites, and it was an updated story on this. The one I'm sharing with you here tonight is kind of the basic overview uh, since this piece has come out, uh, ATF agents have decided to, to be, begin cooperating in some sort of an investigation. I had heard this. that some guns that were in some way or another connected to the ATF were used in some murders. I didn't know anything else. So basically what's going on is there were some uh, transactions, some purchases at gun shops in the southern uh, area of the country where it basically set off some uh, – some flags. You know, there are certain rules that these gun shop owners, they have to follow in order to get their federal firearms license. And one of those rules is reporting what they consider to be suspicious transactions. And so when people who were ordering guns with certain parameters... Uh, bu- buying 2,500 AK-47s and with uh, bags, uh, paper bags full of money. Yeah, when things like that happen... I don't see what the problem is. The gun store... I, I did that the other day. Am I going to get in trouble? Is that going to bring it <laughs> Apparently to not. Oh, okay. uh, well, maybe you will because you live up north and they that might be suspicious. But apparently those guns being sold down the southern border... The ATF, you know those Canadians that are hoarding our guns and stuff. So what they wanted to do, the idea was the ATF, the claim... I think this is their excuse for just being lazy, really. The claim is that they just wanted to let the guns walk so they could see where they ended up. Yeah, we got like to investigate further and to <laughs> kind of like tagging sharks. I have to agree with Mark at this point. I mean, that sounds it sounds good that they're not being tyrannical about the gun purchases. Right. I don't think the ATF's responsible for people dying on guns that they allowed to be purchased in a country where the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I would agree with you, Mark, that they are not responsible, and that's going to be why no one actually ends up getting in trouble for any of this. The point in bringing this up is to show the massive incompetence of these government bureaucrats or the massive laziness of them. I mean, I agree with you. I think that the guns should be sold to whomever would like to buy them as long as they're paying and their cash is real and you know their, their credit cards clear or whatever. I think that they should be able to buy and whoever wants to sell should sell. And I, I totally believe in freedom. But I just think it's interesting to look at how the government behaves in a case like this where their government bureaucrats – because we talk about corruption a lot on this program, where their bureaucrats are tasked with doing something. I mean, the ATF's task is to keep the guns out of the hands of the so-called bad guys, right? And they they knew about this, kind of like how some government agencies knew about you know the 9-11 thing, and they knew about this, and they knew about that, and they didn't do anything. They were yeah. informed in advance, had the opportunity to do something about it, and they did nothing. So I just think it's very instructive uh, to, you know, to look at this and talk about, well, look, what, are, what is going to happen? There's a so-called investigation. Some whistleblowers are now who previously had not wanted to be revealed. Maybe they are revealing themselves. They are coming out and saying, you know, this should have, something should have been done and they didn't do anything. And I'm going to point this out. Okay, so they're going to investigate and they're going to come back and they're going to likely issue a memo. Like this is probably the worst that's going to happen. Some top dog is going to take some heat. Some ATF hotshot administrator is going to take some heat, maybe get demoted a couple pegs, 
to you know first sergeant or I don't know what their organization's ranks are there, but you know t- take him down from administrator to supervisor. Oh, you know he's very, he's been a very bad boy, but uh, we're not going to fire him. We're just going to give him this letter of uh, shame, and we'll send a memo out to the rest of the department, letting them know that this is an unacceptable policy and that. From now on, you should definitely uh, begin intervening in these matters. Case closed. Because the government doesn't have an obligation to do what they say. The ATF says that it's their job to interdict in certain firearms transact- uh, transactions to prevent people from getting hand, uh, the criminal types from getting their hands on firearms. But if they don't do that, well, there's nothing you can really do about it if they're not operating to your specifications. Like some people complain about the Border Patrol not catching enough immigrants or the, you know, you, you fill in the blank. Do you, whoever's not right. doing their job enough. <laughs> you pick a government agency and it's not too difficult to figure out how poorly they're doing their job. Exactly. So that's another point to make here. But I'll give you a little more detail on what happened with these guns. Remember, thousands of guns. Allegedly crossing the border, allegedly going into the hands of drug cartels, the government guys just sitting back and saying, let's just see what happens. Sure enough, the weapons – like, you know, all the news is – and even all the government agencies are making hay about all the danger that's going on on the border with drug cartels. But yep. they're still letting it go. One agent – excuse me. Sure enough, the weapons soon began surfacing at crime scenes in Mexico. Dozens of them, sources say, including shootouts with government officials. One agent argued with a superior, asking, are you prepared to go to the funeral of a federal officer killed with one of these guns? Another said, every time there was a shooting near the border, we would all hold our breath, hoping it wasn't one of our guns. Then, Border Patrol agent Brian Terry was murdered. Serial numbers on the two assault rifles found at the scene matched two rifles the ATF watched Jamie Avila buy in Phoenix nearly a year before. Officials won't answer whether the bullet that killed Terry came from one of those rifles, but the nightmare had come true. Walked guns turned up at a federal agent's murder. So it's exactly what you were saying before, Dale. The idea that uh, you know these are some of the things that, that go down. And if they, they allow these things to happen, they shouldn't be surprised if somebody turns up dead. Now, the Border Patrol agent again was found. Uh, you feel like S. You feel for the parents. One ATF veteran told us hours after Agent Terry was gunned down, the ATF finally arrested Avila. They've since indicted 34 suspected gun runners in the same group. But the indictment makes no mention of Terry's murder, and no one is charged with his death. Well, I mean, why would they be? There's no evidence that they, the people that bought the guns were the ones that actually uh, did the killing. Kent Terry said of his brother, he'd want them to tell the truth. That's one thing my brother didn't like was a liar, and that's what he'd want. He'd want the truth. In a letter, the Justice Department, which oversees the ATF, says the agency has never knowingly allowed the sale of assault weapons to suspected gun runners. So that's the official line. <laughs> it's obvious. It's an obvious stupid lie. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And if it comes out that they've allowed it hundreds of times, nothing will change. Thousands of times. I mean, they, you're going to get a charge for every count. Uh, every every rifle is a count. There's more coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com LC9. 
Talk Live. You can bring us anything by dialing in the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features for free. We've got a, a webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and interact. The chat room is built into the same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do those things for free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBIX, Zenpacks, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. There's not too many places in this world that you can get 99% off of list price, but you can do it at memorydealers.com. With their optical transceivers. Go check them out. They're in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's memorydealers.com. 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Joining you this evening, it is Ian. And Dale. And Mark. All right, going into uh, your phone calls here, you can talk about anything you'd like. Uh, we were discussing the ATF and how it is that government bureaucracy is in no way responsible for anything that it does or doesn't do. And we can come back and maybe comment a little further on that. Plus, the DEA is in the news. We'll talk about another triple-letter uh, alphabet agency from the federal government and uh, what sort of stupid crap they're up to these days. Uh, let's first go to Tax Cheat, calling from Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. I just wanted to call in and say that I'm happy to report that uh, I did not report all my income to the government this year, and um, I guess I so-called uh, cheated on my taxes. Um, yeah, why would you use that phrase? I mean, why would you use that term, tax cheat? You haven't cheated anything. Well, uh, it's, um, yeah, you're right, you're right, I agree with that. I, uh, that's just a term that uh, people want to want to say, and it's a little bit of sarcasm, I, I suppose. Right, it's like uh, the idea is that because, you, let's say you got you got held up by a robber at, at gunpoint, and I'm going to turn you down just a little bit there because you're moving around or whatever. But uh, let's say you get held up by a robber at gunpoint, he says, give me your money. And you take out your wallet, you open it up to show him, you pull out you know, whatever cash is in there, and you hand it over. But, but you, you got a $100 bill, fold it up, and you slide it in the, uh, the side of the wallet. I used to keep a, a spare... In your belt or, right, in or your, whatever, you know, it's in your shoe or something like that. You just have some cash on you in another place, and you don't show the robber that money. Have you cheated the robber? So, well, I, I suppose uh, you could you could use that term, but uh, yeah, no, I understand your point. I just uh, my my point is I, I'm happy to say that um, as, as last year I did kind of the same thing, but this year I did even more. And so, um, you know, well, hiding as much income as possible. And, so is it possible, know. without getting you in any, any kind of trouble, and I'm not looking for that at all, is it possible to tell other people so that they might benefit off of this information? Do you work on the side? Do you do, I don't know, uh, detail cars or, uh, you know, something like that, and you can make this, like, second job and you keep that income or what? Yeah, basically, uh, it's all, all my uh, income is uh, self-employment income, so I get uh, 1099 forms, and, um, you know, I, I just didn't uh, report all of my 1099s. Uh, the, um, I guess the IRS supposedly has copies of all of them, but, you know, it's, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm risking something by not going out there all. Yeah, I'd say you are. You know, I get those things, by the way, I get those 1099 things. For whatever reason, a lot of these companies want to... I guess they want to get tax information before they'll cut us a check to buy advertising. I don't understand it. It is but. because they, in order to write off the expense, 
they have to file that. That's it. And, and they're playing the game. Yeah. So they're jumping through all the hoops. So they're essentially and, acting as a, a big yeah. time snitch. And that's for how they, they are. They're snitching in order to get well, in order to not pay the taxes on that money as income. They have to have it as an expense. And so they're it, it's a it's a great racket the way they have it set it up for everyone. You, have, you, you have yeah. to snitch on everyone else if you're going to play their game. So yeah. right. that's the system. It is the system, but it is snitching. I mean, well, it's a not acknowledged that it's, it's a, institutionalized I, snitching. I don't know that it is. I mean, you the fact is, if you want to operate you're reporting a, on people, you to want the government. to operate a business in today's society you have to be a snitch. You ha- right. It, the, the whole thing it, it, it's institutionally that's what I just said. designed. It's that it, I don't think snitching. that it's snitching though. I really don't. Well, I, I mean, because here's the, here's the reason. It is in the most technical sense snitching, but I. I also think that it's it's I can't blame them for it. Right, um, I have you know, to bear can't... the tax liability if I don't do it, and so therefore I'm not doing any t- snitching is something that is wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong by trying to keep as much of my money as possible. So is the snitch not doing anything wrong by reporting out his drug dealer to get out of some criminal charges? Uh, I'm trying to. Th- that's my money. Uh, okay. And so that doesn't Look, matter. If you me. don't want to do business with companies that have 1099s, you can refuse that business. That's something you can choose to do. I see what you're saying there. That's a good point. So, uh, tax cheat, any yeah, other I thoughts? Mean, I, I, well, I, I, I went into a business with these people knowing that uh, that's part of what they're going to do. And, um, you know, I, I don't begrudge them for sending that information in. Um, you know, I, that was kind of the agreement, I guess, when, when I signed up to, to do work for them. Uh, another thought is I was at a uh, Tea Party rally this weekend uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, and it's really interesting. Um, I'm starting to see anti-libertarian messages. Uh, we, we had a lot of protesters there mm. for the pro-government union people in Wisconsin. And now the um, – I don't know if it's because of the anti-Coke bashing that's been going on, but and that they've come out and people have said they're libertarian. So now people are writing on signs at protests like libertarian economics causes uh, depression and mm. global collapse. And yeah, I just never had seen that before. Usually it's anti-Republican or anti-conservative messages. Must be some kind of uh, yeah, it must be some kind of acknowledgement of success, right? I mean, because they wouldn't come out and hold signs against your message if it wasn't resonating. Right, and you know, I and I consider myself more of a voluntarist than anything. But uh, it's, it is interesting now that uh, the left has is, is, uh, picked up on that term, like libertarianism, and has now seen it as let's go and bash that too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was funny. Uh, they had a guy with a megaphone, and he was uh, talking to everybody, uh, one of the pro-union government people, and he was saying, you know, we all pay taxes here, right? Everybody pays taxes. <laughs> and I go, I don't. Well, you know, and I, and I, in a way, I, I, I don't pay as much as everybody else, but sure. I, you know, right? You're making uh, a statement. It was just funny to hear the, re- yeah, to hear the reaction. He goes, "Oh, everybody ought to pay taxes." And this is a younger guy. He's a public school teacher. He's like, "It's our duty to pay taxes." Oh gosh, um, but, despicable. Uh, anyways, that's my thoughts, but I... Thanks for the call tonight, Duda. I appreciate it. Yep, see you at Porkfest. Sounds good. You know what this reminds... 800-259-9231. Yeah, get that number out there for more callers. But what what this reminded me of was that... that, uh, We were writing taxation equals theft, taxation equals uh, extortion with chalk in front of City Hall. Oh. And a lady came up and this engaged, caused her to engage in conversation. Of course, she was saying, you know, talking about everyone, um, she, she compared it, she called this greed. What? 
What, right? The idea that you didn't want to be taxed as greedy is that well, I, it's not just just that I don't want to be taxed. I don't want other people to be taxed either. But uh, the, you're you're addressing exactly the point, right? The mm-hmm. idea that I don't want to pay my taxes is the is the thought, and now I'm greedy because I don't. And she starts pointing at the park that's right next to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this park. I don't mind contributing to that. It's I mean, a pretty park. Feel free, you know. And I was, and I'm, you know, and then, so what? What we had to convey is that look, all this stuff. You, you, one, you're assuming it would it would not be here if not for taxes. That that's the only way we can have public park. It's the only way we can have yeah public parks and sidewalks and roads. All this. The only way is through taxes. I don't believe that. First of all. Secondly, there's this notion of greed, and I find that a fascinating subject to call it greed. If you think that taxation is theft, because and and you know and I don't right. want the idea that others you want, to pay taxes either. The right the idea that if you want to keep your money, you're greedy. But the uh, but if you want to give not. but if you want to give away other people's money, you're generous. I mean, what yeah. kind of bass backwards crazy thought? Well, not is only that? that, but here's what it's based on. When she said when they when she talks about forced taxation, violent threat of violence imposed, uh, extraction of money. Supposedly for the sake of everyone contributing, this is people who are terribly afraid of a free rider. This, you'll hear the free rider problem a lot, right? Mm-hmm. The, the idea that someone might get something for free and not have to contribute their fair share, that sounds That's a very greedy, greedy to me. That's a great point. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind to control the airwaves. 800-259-9231. More about greed here uh, in a moment. Let's continue that discussion. Also, again, you can take control. This is Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The, the GPS, GPS Black, Black Box, Box Dash, Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you'd like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And uh, those features, if you would like to help support the fact that they're free, you can voluntarily become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to do that, to learn more about the AMP program, AMP standing for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is you send us 3 bucks a month with any major credit card through PayPal or Visa MasterCard right on the website. And we will take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more great radio stations around the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board as well. So go and get the details and get signed up, get the perks like access to the AMP only call in lines, AMP only forum and podcast and more. All of it is at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Maybe a few more thoughts on greed before we get right back into your phone calls. Uh, Apparently, Dale, you were one of the people engaging in chalking the front of City Hall, I guess the front walkway up to City Hall here in Keene, New Hampshire. And I was being asked about that this morning, actually, when I was at City Hall, because every Monday morning, Tuesday and Wednesday morning, we have activists go and do Don't Take the Plea Deal outreach. I think we've got somebody doing Thursdays as well, but it's not really centrally organized uh, to any large extent. Uh, But I'm there every Monday morning doing uh, doing this outreach. and, And of course, that means that I see every single government bureaucrat that comes to work. Because that's where we're at. We're in the, essentially the city building. 
in downtown. And one of the uh, government bureaucrats that we have kind of this conversational uh, nature with is the, I guess, the repairman guy, the, the janitor, essentially. And he's the guy who usually gets uh, tasked with cleaning up things. And so he came to me this morning and uh, was griping about uh, the, the chalking. And as though I could do something about it, you know, I, I told him, look, I didn't even know. Uh, I mean, I heard about it, but I, mean, I it was actually a new mover that just spontaneously said he was going to do it. And he just yeah. kind of invited me along. So I said, sure, I'll come help. No, I didn't know. It's not. Who, a, it's not. A, we're not that organized. A lot of people don't realize it. At right. least not for a lot of things. I, I did see that there was a notice that went out about it, like over Keen Four One One. It wasn't signed. So I had no idea who was putting it together. I, I think that was correctly. me put out, that put out that. Yeah, and uh, so you know, this is why I told the guy, "Look, it wasn't me, and I I don't know who did it." So, but I, I can appreciate that you don't like doing the work to clean it up. I understand. That's what he, essentially where he was coming from was he was he was upset that he had to clean this up. And I said, you know, you could just leave it there and let the rain wash it away. It is chalk because at the same time he was also complaining about having to clean up real graffiti on the YMCA building. And he said he's you know made made clear that he knows that we didn't do the the real graffiti right uh, we meaning the liberty activists here uh, but nonetheless you know he's upset that he has to spend his time doing th- these things and he claimed that no he can't just not clean it up because they're gonna want him to right like he there he's expected to clean up the uh, the, the chalking that well, uh, that maybe is done you come up with a uh, system of uh, graffitiing that's very easy to clean up. Chalking's pretty easy to clean up. You just, you know, put a hose together and just... Oh, that's what I was going to say. I think, uh, you know, just maybe with a little pressure tip on it or something. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't take a whole lot. A little nozzle. I think mm. your standard your <laughs> standard $7 nozzle uh, would, would... You must not like it. it. Anyway, just uh, I, I figured I'd pass that on since I found out, uh, since I found out <laughs> who it was. Um, I doubt there are any consequences that will be in, in stow for you, uh, but nonetheless. Uh, I did it. So yeah. <laughs> and I'm a fairly public person. I've been chalking. I've, I had a policeman pull up while mm-hmm. I was in Central Square. We were chalking Thoreau's civil disobedience. This was some time back. We were chalking it all over Central Square. Does he have to clean that up, too? I wonder. I don't know. But the policeman came out and just said, oh, you're, you guys aren't writing profanity or anything, are right. you? And we're like, no, it's Thoreau's civil disobedience. He didn't know what that was, but it, you know. But he understood that it was, you know, literature and not not profanity or anything. And he's like, okay. And he got back in his car and went off. Yeah, I love it. I think talking's <laughs> great because. So I'm I'm fairly not I'm not terribly worried that I'm gonna get that someone's yeah, gonna show be. up at my door. You know, you chalked on the sidewalk in front of City Hall. <laughs> no, I was doing it out in public in the middle of the afternoon. So yeah, and that's what what uh, there was a conversation, at least one that came up uh, with a lady who accused you of being because you think taxation is theft. Uh, you must be just this greedy scumbag who just wants to keep every single dime you ever earn and never give anything to anybody for any reason. Because I, I do give it to people for different reasons. I, I right. do it on my own volition, and I do it for things that I morally approve of and that I think are effective. What would that person think if she found out that you were a I member d- of volunteering? I, I did. I told her that actually. I thought it was a relevant thing to say because she was accusing me of being greedy. Yeah. <laughs> and I said I actually have a big issue with all the corporate greed that uses the government for violence to to get special all sorts of mass i mean it, it, overwhelming the amount of money um that they are benefit they are basically gaining through through violence that they purchase from the government and there's all kinds of greed that's being done through the government including the taxation of people and including uh, a lot of times it may be a very you, your motives might be very good but but the fact is you you could contribute to those things she could contribute to a park she could co- she could right. convince other people to contribute to a park, but what she wants is to make sure that someone doesn't benefit from that park for free. That she doesn't want a free rider, and I think it's very greedy. And in fact, I had a personal friend who identifies as a communist. Uh, use, he uses the word 
to d- describe himself. And I had a talk with him about that, about charity instead of government institutions for all this stuff. And he said, no, no, everyone should have to pay into it. But no charity. That's the point, though, is that the bums that, uh, you know, may go out and sleep in the park or whatever, they're not paying for it. Mm, you know, right. <laughs> so there's you've already got a free rider problem. The problem is, is people that make money and want to ride for free or whatever. And that's, you know, that's just pointless. The fact is a park should be there in order to attract people to a particular area mm-hmm. for whatever it is that they may want to do there and that's it, it it it's really kind of silly look the fact is you could solve this problem very easily if on people's property tax form they had the option of opting out of paying for the park and as a result you know maybe you'd make it so they can't go in or whatever i don't know well, that's a relatively difficult <laughs> station. Task. You know, if it's a really big government. problem, station you know, guards. You know, it's a, it's a good point, though, Mark. Uh, what this does make me think of, and I was thinking about this through the break, is and, and this is something I thought about with her, too. I didn't have time to go into every possible scenario to explain sure. to her why her notions were really screwed up. But, like, as a proof of concept, I would love the opportunity to say, look, and I will do this. I would be thrilled for this opportunity. There's no way they're going to give it to me. But let me... Let me uh, I let me out of my property taxes. It's over like, you know, uh, uh, it's like, you know, what they, like the the house I'm looking into buying. It's like over five thousand dollars a year. Let me take that amount of money. You can you can monitor it. This is just proof of concept. I'm not saying this is the way it should be done. But just to, as a test, let me let me uh, contribute that to things that I believe in. And you can put some reasonable restrictions like, you know, it's not a for-profit, that it's actually something that's, you know, that's the same mm. idea as the public works. As things would things, instantly get better. Things yeah. that would benefit people that would not have like a direct benefit to me personally, obviously, because that's not the point. Um, but that, you know, let me donate to things that I believe in, educational programs that I believe in. You know, let me contribute to education because I do think that's important. But I don't want to contribute to education that I consider to be child abuse, i.e. the government schools. I don't want to contribute to um, – I want to contribute to education that I think is effective. Let me contribute to public parks yep. that I like and things like that. And I will show you. No, it's not greed. It's that I think your system sucks. How's that? I think that would be great. If people could make those decisions, everything would get so much better. I mean, these people are the, the people you're talking about. They're so obsessed with keeping things status quo, even though they know there are problems, even though oh, they yeah. will admit that there are major issues with how the government spends money and that they would prefer that the government be spending it over here versus over there. You know, they don't like the war, but they like this. But they like, you know, they, they, everybody's got their opinion about how government's tax dollars, m- money they've taken from us by threat of violence, should be spent. And what you're proposing, Dale, actually allows those people to exercise their opinions. It allows them to fund whatever it is but that they But not over other important. people's money, and then they're not going to be happy with that. Because right. they want to exercise their opinions over other people's money. Over other money. people. And that's a control they freak want, thing. Right. They want other people's money. It is greed-motivated. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Everybody has a problem with the budget in some way, shape, or form, but they want everyone to have to pay into it because they like something about the budget in some way, shape, or That's form. Right. Money's fungible. So if you advocate the system as it exists today, you're advocating that somebody pay a little bit to everything or everything of one thing. So if you, for instance, dislike war, then you shouldn't support the governmental system because the government's all about war. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I mean, your your money, if you pay in, goes to its money's fungible. So, you know, if there's a whole bunch of little brack, little line items, the one that you don't like, you could just as easily assign your money to the one you don't like as the one you do like. This is an organization that steals money from people. And by steals, I mean threatens to throw them into cages or steal their homes from them if they don't pay. Couldn't we come up with something better? That's all I'm saying. Couldn't we come up with something better where people could voluntarily choose to opt in? Violent means brings violent ends. And the idea that these people believe that they can have good things come out of all of this violence, all of the threats, it's just so crazy. Yep. We're going to have peace by finally getting people to shut up about our violent way of extracting money about from them. So that's what it is. I mean, that's what peace is to these peaceniks, these people with the the peace bumper stickers and the peace symbols on their cars. The peace, their peace symbol means shut up and do what I tell you. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour number two is next. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. News about the DEA coming up. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. Libertystickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the second hour of the program. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Going right uh, into your phone calls about whatever you want. Coming up, the DEA, their chief executive, has come out and said some interesting things, and uh, we will share that with you. But first, we go to Jeremy listening in Australia Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Jeremy, in Australia. Just wanted to find out, um, Ian, about not, um, not paying taxes. I know you don't pay federal taxes. Is that right, Ian? Uh, anything I can avoid uh, paying federally, I will. Obviously, I have a cell phone, and I'm pretty sure there's a federal tax on there, and I do buy gasoline, uh, so there's federal taxes there. But as far as the income tax goes, yeah, I don't, I don't pay that crap. Now, um, did you... Stop paying before or after you bought your first house? Good question. Probably I would say it was after. Slightly... The reason I'm asking, because uh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm actually now an independent contractor, so I'm thinking of not filing my taxes this hmm. year, but then when it comes time to get a loan to upgrade to a bigger house, mm-hmm. um, they want to see the tax files to 
find yep. out how much their income was. Yep, yep, that's exactly it. I can't get a, I couldn't get a loan on anything because of that. I don't know. I how had the I same problem well, on the construction and, loan. And for me, it wasn't because I was dodging taxes. It was because I was literally uh, not making any money. <laughs> right, I, and um, that was what right. the situation was with me. I had uh, just started a new business, you know, and, uh, Free Talk Live here, and didn't really have a, much of a track record. I don't know how I got the second loan because I've had two houses. Uh, my first one, I don't remember when. I, I would have bought my first one around 2004, which is around when I stopped paying. So I'm not sure exactly which transpired at what point. Um, you would certainly have had some uh, some documentation at that point, though. But I would have had some, some documentation. I did kind of have a friendly loan uh, from a, a bank that I knew, I guess. So that might have helped me get the loan. Um, but and aside, that was back when is all you needed was a heartbeat to get a loan, you know? Yeah, there was that. But right. then when things uh, – in 06, when I bought the house up here in New Hampshire, I did not have any uh, sort of tax information to send that company. And that was a big corporation that I got that loan from. So I managed to get that loan, I guess, based on – I guess it was still, they were still handing them out uh, at that time because it was sort of, I guess, the peak stated – Stated income. Well, oh, no, it was kind of dipping. The market well, it, was kind of. It dipping also at that used point. to be very common for the banks to loan money on rental properties based on the income of the property, the the expected income of the property, especially if it was provable. If you had tenants that were already in it and you were buying that house, then they were paying certain rents. Yeah, you that say, might oh, have that's been the a, income, and then the expenses. That might have been a factor. I mean, I let them know that I was uh, running my own business, and I let them know that I owned another house in Florida that they could use as, I guess, collateral, essentially. Right. So that's right. how I ended up you getting that, it. You own that house in Florida outright? I did. Mm-hmm. It's gone now, though. Yeah, I sold it. Yeah, yeah. So that, that helps. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. certainly helps. So there All you go. Right. Well, I'm just, just a bit curious about that. But if any listeners have, uh, you know, successfully got loans without reporting taxes for a period of years beforehand and things like that, I'd like to know how. All right. Cool, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Maybe somebody else will chime in here at 800 259 9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. And of course, you can bring up whatever you want. Uh, and we continue here. Uh, let's see. The DEA. So, news about the DEA. We started with the ATF news last hour and gave you an example of how the, a huge example, major scandal uh, going on with the ATF gun walking situation where, well, there's just thousands of guns that they're letting walk across the border that they know about being purchased. They know that the purchases are so-called suspicious. And now there's all this outrage because they're they're acting like bureaucrats and they're choosing to sit back and enjoy some donuts and coffee uh, rather than actually investigate these so-called crimes and do something to interdict uh, these these guns, which as they predicted, some of their agents predicted uh, quietly because they didn't want to be retaliated against. Those guns may end up in the hands of people using them in violence that could kill their own agents. And sure enough, that ended up happening. Surprise, it's happening. So by their laziness, they ended up sacrificing their own agents' lives. I mean, yeah, there's not let's, a direct Let's point out that it, it's, the, it's the government's fault that the violence on the border is occurring in the first place. That's true. And we Almost all that, that violence is occurring uh, centered around drugs. The Mexican government has tried to decriminalize uh, you know, drug possession in that country. But it's, in fact, it's the, it's the criminalization of, dr- of drug possession in this country that's driving all the violence. Gangs, just as they did during alcohol prohibition, fight over turf. They fight over product. They fight over all kinds of things. And if you want the gangs to go away in the same way that they did around prohibition, you legalize the substance that it is that they're fighting over. Precisely. It would completely undermine it. And the other thing is it's so futile to try and control guns. Is it most any kind of substance control tactic is is nigh futile 
It's just nigh impossible to do. It's prohibition's <laughs> prohibition. I mean, There's more the guns in the United States than there are people. So the idea that you're going to control these things is ludicrous. People need guns to protect themselves. Um, you know that the government's not going to be able to do it. Take a look at this cir- circumstance. The fact is the government's not really even responsible, does not hold itself responsible for protecting you. So why do you think that it's going to? So speaking of prohibition and drugs, well, according to the DEA's head, their new head, I suppose, uh, they are winning. They're winning. The DEA's winning in drugs. Right. It's awesome. Right. So <laughs> here's the proof. According to Salon.com, producing and distributing illegal drugs is a profitable business because there will always be a lot of demand and because illegality allows you to charge a great deal of money. That illegality also means that the people who produce and distribute the drugs are generally not responsible corporate citizens. So thanks to our expensive, terribly ineffective, and endless war on drugs – good on uh, Salon.com for that edit, uh, editorializing uh, – lots of people are dying. The Washington Post recently reported that the victims of Mexican drug cartel violence increasingly include children – who are being specifically targeted in order to terrorize people and intimidate potential business rivals. That would terrorize me, I no doubt. According to the Post, the Children's Rights Group estimates that 90, uh, 994 people younger than age 18 were killed in drug-related violence between late 2006 and late 2010 based on media accounts, which are incomplete because newspapers are often too intimidated to even report the drug-related crimes. Government figures include all homicides of people younger than 17, capturing victims whose murders might not have had uh, be, might not have been related to drugs or organized crime. In 2009, the last year for which there is data, 1,180 children were killed, half of them in shootings. Now the article is almost a week old, but I didn't notice until it was highlighted by Jonathan Blanks this astounding quote from America's top drug warrior. Her name: Michelle Leonhart. According to the story, U.S. and Mexican officials say the grotesque violence is a symptom the cartels have been wounded by police and soldiers. Quote, said Michelle Lionheart, she said, quote, it may seem contradictory, but the unfortunate level of violence is a sign of success in the fight against drugs. What exactly is okay? So now it's a fight against drugs. It's not a fight against uh, you know people's lives being ruined by the ravages of drugs because that's what's happening in their fight against drugs. They're fighting drugs. They're not fighting for a better life for you or me. Clearly not. The unfortunate level of violence is a sign of success says Michelle Lionheart, or Leonhart, the head of the DEA. She says the cartels are like caged animals, attacking one another. So it doesn't matter if one of those I don't know if they're caged. I mean, what what evidence does she have that these animals are caged? It's a bad, bad analogy. Right? It's a silly analogy. You know... You don't have have to be brilliant to uh, get in charge of the government. Let me show how this this woman, Miss Leonhart, is actually making it... uh, Making my, my life more dangerous, not less. The fact is that right now, all of us, everybody who's listening to my voice is in danger of some addict breaking into our homes and slitting our throats or our family the throat of someone that we love that just means that they're being successful mark if yep. your wife's d- d- dead because some crazy uh, crackhead decided to stab her to death because she wouldn't hand over her money uh or even just if, a sign that it's a win they're winning i mean the fact is that uh, you know these these home invasions what are they done for whatever money or jewels or uh, you know electronics that they can get so that they can go sell them for drugs it's because the drugs are so high priced that they're motivated to do that you don't see people doing robberies for tobacco you don't see them doing it for alcohol 
alcohol generally. I mean, I've, I don't know of any. You don't see them doing it for caffeine. All of these drugs are legal. And the, give, it, give it time on tobacco, though. Yeah, the they're, taxes they're, are they're, they're hiking up the taxes. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. The DEA's head believes apparently that the more bodies that pile up, especially of children, the better the signs are for their agency. They're winning. The more corpses they have. Uh, we'll come back with more of her inanities and moments and also your calls as well at 800-259-9231. Hunting, shooting, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Those features uh, allow you to actually control the content of the website. You can go and add things to it, uh, and then others vote on whether they like or dislike what you've added. You get to vote on things as well. The most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a new, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. It's compact, has numerous safety features, a three-dot sight system, and Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. The Ruger LC9, the next handgun you must own. Made in America and for you. Ruger.com. All right, so we're talking about this head of the DEA, the lady named Michelle Leonhardt, and what it is she's had to say recently about the violence, the level of violence down in Mexico and the southern United States. Uh, of course, all of this being created at the hands of the drug cartels because, well, that's one of the consequences of prohibition. When you take a product or service and you tell people that they can't do it legally, they'll do it illegally, which means that uh, the people that are doing it illegally need to take uh, a lot of risk. Because, well, when the government bureaucrats actually do their jobs, there's risk involved. Like with the ATF story we talked about before, that was a big story about how the government bureaucrats weren't doing a damn thing. They were just sitting back and letting these gun trades happen, uh, which is actually kind of you know a, a good sign for people that want to engage in illegal activities. Maybe there's a chance they just won't investigate you because they're too damn lazy. Well, uh, and, and on a slight side note, the whole notion of making a, a substance, the possession of a substance or an item illegal – is such a dangerous slope because it's not even a slope. I mean, the moment you do that, you have to that, that, that's Pandora's justification box. for invading privacy. Yeah. Uh, so now you have to treat everyone as a potential criminal because you have to investigate. You have to get into their private space to find out if they possess one of those illegal things, whatever the, it is, drugs, guns. You know, whatever. And that leads to all kinds of things because it, it doesn't just start with one th- or it starts with one thing and it becomes others. So like you mentioned, guns, drugs, you know, prostitution, gambling, They're, they just keep finding things to prohibit and other things and to restrict. If they don't pro- prohibit 100 percent, they'll heavily restrict it. But uh, as a result of this, the people that are engaging in the selling of these guns and drugs or whatever product we're talking about have to take risk. And so therefore they need to be compensated for that risk. And so therefore the price of the product 
skyrockets right. by thousands of percents over what it would normally cost in a truly legal marketplace where people were able to buy and sell freely without any sort of interference from some armed government agency. So it drives the costs way up, drives the risk way up, and there are only certain people who are going to get involved at that level. The kinds of people who get involved at those levels are the kinds of people who are going to kill children. A lot of them, not all of them, not everybody in the drug dealing business is, you know, a bad, a, you know, bad murdering killer right. psychopath. But, but, but at you, the higher levels, they are pretty crazy. Well, they have to be because at that point, you're talking about people that are willing to participate in a war. They're not participating in that war for the purpose of uh, a flag. They're not not doing it because they love whatever institution is they're doing. They're mm-hmm. doing it to profit themselves. That's right. So, um, you know, they're, they they want the money bad enough that they're willing to do anything to get it and one would presume that they don't have the uh, the skill set to go out and earn uh, make a living you know doing something normal uh, you know i mean you you're talking about a really a com- dangerous group of people not a comparable living exactly i guess i don't know right. i mean I, I couldn't say what makes them do it but there's no way to make i mean there are very very few ways to make the kind of money that uh, one can make selling illegal drugs so yeah it'd be very hard to make a comparable living so let me just recap here what uh, ms leonhart said from the dea the head agent there she says that it may seem contradictory but the unfortunate level of violence is a sign of success in the fight against drugs now i would just love to know more exactly as to how her mind works as to what makes her think that piling up bodies of dead children in the name of the war on drugs is a sign of success <laughs> what other signs of success do you have Ms. leonhardt is it that drug use is down in america <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, that's not necessarily the case. Well, is it the, the supply of drugs has been somehow constricted? No, the, no, that's not the case either. There's uh, there's there's more uh, kidnappings going on in on the near the border. Uh, there's more people's heads showing up on sticks. Uh, she's got all kinds of signs of success. It seems contradictory because that's – back to Salon here, Salon.com, because that's a absolutely appalling spin. For one, these caged animals are actually attacking civilians and children, and they're doing so because the drug war has made their chosen industry both profitable and dangerous enough to make murder and brutality effective means of winning competitive advantages. If this is a sign of success, maybe we should reconsider waging this war. Of course, when they say we, they mean the U.S. federal government because you and I, and it certainly doesn't sound like the author of this article, is interested in any way, shape, or form in waging this war. And by the way, the DEA better consider themselves pretty lucky that this isn't really a war or that it's just a war against a product. Because if this really were a war, some of those bullets that are ending up in the bodies of these children and their competing drug gangs down south would end up in the bodies of DEA agents. So really, the comparative risk being a DEA agent in this so-called war is uh, is pretty low. They should thank their lucky stars for that, that these, uh, for whatever reason, these cartels aren't targeting the agents. And you might want to ask yourself why that is. Why is it if the DEA is so dangerous to the drug cartels, the biggest enemy of the drug cartels, the U.S. DEA, why is it that they aren't being targeted? Or maybe they are. Maybe they're all operating under some level of threat that if they dig too deep or go too far with an investigation, that uh, something awful will happen to their families. Maybe that's why the, some of these uh, these things don't end up being investigated and uh, the ends uh, are, are remain loose in these cases. I don't know. I don't know. You know, they find these uh, – every once in a while they'll bust some big-time drug dealer and they'll get this room full of money and these uh, gold-plated AK-47s and whatever they get. And you'd think that would put a real dent in their distribution model. 
doesn't even slow them down. Maybe they know if they were to target the DEA that they wouldn't be able to easily move traffic drugs. Maybe there are certain uh, drug gangs that are in with the DEA. Oh, would that be unheard of if that were the case? I, mean, oh, I think please. that it's pretty clear that the someone, CIA is involved. You think someone with that? You take you know people with that kind of power that they have. You don't think and and the ability to you know turn the other cheek here or there and possibly make a a killing a good chunk of all this money that's flowing around because mm-hmm. it's illegal. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it's just, you know, just like anything else, you just have to pay for your monopoly. The only way to have a monopoly is with the help of the government. Only way. And uh, this is one way to do it. It's like, oh, DA, go go take off the go take on those little people over there. Don't take on the big guy over here. That's really dangerous. Exactly. Keep those guys from competing with us. Thank you very much. I people have told me in the past that that's not uh, unusual, where essentially the higher level dealers will sacrifice somebody to the law enforcement agents to where if they they have like a some sort of an agreement gentleman's agreement or actual cash paid kind of agreement i don't know how it it all works at the higher levels but uh, the idea is that now and then the dea needs to look like they're doing something right so the or the local agencies the the state police the dark narcotics task force they have to look like they're doing something so the people that they're allied with in the drug dealing business will just give you know they'll give up one of their mules or something like that here here go ahead take this guy down he's got a few hundred pounds of pot or cocaine or whatever and you know that's one bust and for, for yeah. the deep for the cartel it's like nothing yeah, they, uh, they load him up with with garbage and then uh, let him get busted. Yeah, I mean, it's just a price to pay. It's just a price you pay for the, Doing the services that you're getting from the DEA. We're <laughs> coming up here at 800-259-9231. Ms. Leonhardt isn't done, uh, done saying stupid She's things, dumb. though. We'll, uh, we'll share the rest of it in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, bring up anything you'd like. 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. News updates, you can get signed up and receive them however works best for you. Email, Facebook, Twitter, you can do all three, or one or two, whatever. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get on the various different delivery methods that work best for you. That's news.freetalklive.com. Of course, you can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. A little bit more about uh, this DEA agent in a moment, but first let's talk to Troy listening to WTAR in Norfolk, Virginia. Troy, you're on Free Talk Live. Man, how how you guys doing? How can I make your life perfect? Well, you're here, Troy. Go ahead with your thoughts. You're well on your uh, way. I think, I think I've been calling you guys like every day this week because you guys have such great topics. I want you to understand that. That's why I like listening to your show. All right. You're chronic, um, Troy. Go ahead. All right. All right. Um, no, um, I, 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 I jumped in. I listened to just in half of what one guy I was talking about earlier about some kind of home or something. I was asking how to, how to get it, how to get them without paying taxes. Was that correct? 
that, yeah, he was, uh, he was curious because some people have had success in getting a home loan without without paying income tax uh, to to show to the loan officer or whatever to the loan company that they have a recorded income of some sort, uh, verifiable income. How does one do that if one cannot show uh, that that tax form? Is there a way to get a loan without showing that those tax forms? Uh, I I mean I did it in a in a in a way. What I did was I, when I bought my uh, house. I used um, a veteran who got a VA loan, and what he did was he got an assumable mortgage, so that way I could just assume it. And the veteran was a hundred percent disabled veteran, which means they don't pay any taxes. So, so just because they had like, a verified, they were verified as a veteran was enough to get them the the VA loan, and then right, you they, just they, took they, it they over. Were, they, they were already instant approved with, uh, with, without very little paperwork. Interesting. Uh, process. And because he's a 100% disabled veteran, they just passed a law January 1st of this year that 100% veterans don't have to pay any taxes, not even property taxes. I think that's uh, so, that's very interesting, interesting because there are a lot of people in the Liberty Movement that are veterans. I mean, Dale, we're sitting with you here. You were, yeah, I uh, remember getting the paperwork that says I was qualified for a VA loan, and I worked for a mortgage company, actually. And um, it may be that the paperwork that he actually has to provide is less. I do know that... Uh, in the mortgage company, people were terrified of VA loans. I mean, there was a one particular person who specialized in them and handled them because it was so – they were so elaborate. I mean, there was so much you had to do for a VA loan. But I think a lot of that's just in terms of, you know, having to – the the well, home itself having to meet a bunch of requirements and different you know but it's but it's an interesting approach because getting essentially an intermediary or an agent to get a loan for you would be a way to go about it right. uh, if it was like you said if it was assumable then that person wouldn't be taking much risk in getting the loan especially if they knew the individual and there was some trust between the two of them uh, there wouldn't be much risk involved and you can compensate the veteran as the person who's getting the loan hey look you know if it's a if it's a hassle to get this loan if there's a lot of paperwork involved I want to compensate you because you if you if you've already tried to get a loan and you can't because you don't have the income proofs that you need to show, then you go to your veteran friend and say, "Here, buddy, let me cut you this check. Let's if this loan goes through, I'll cut you a check for five grand or whatever. I don't know what the appropriate price for that kind of work would be. Probably more like right. a grand or something like that. But uh, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we I mean we were all open and honest with the real estate agent and the, and the the mortgage broker and all that. They knew what our plan was, but they didn't really care because they only cared about them getting their commissions and right. pay. They, you know, they pushed it through like like the veteran was getting it, you know, and the, and, and the veteran in this case, the veteran was a family member. But I don't want people to get hung up on that fact because I've seen it happen without that being the issue. That, that doesn't matter because there's some of the mortgage you can some all over the place. I have a friend, I have a friend of mine that rents out homes, and he just does homeowner financing, which would be the same thing, and you wouldn't have to pay tax on that either, you know, because he would be the guy be financing it like out of his own pocket, you know. Is that like just a rent like to own homeowner, homeowner yeah. financed, or how is that? I mean, you. I mean, contracts or whatever you make them, yeah. you know. So, I mean, this, this, the friend of mine, he, you know, a lot of times he offers a house with a car. You know, he buys a used car, fixes it up, and I'll give you a house with a car. And, I mean, you can put anything in the contract. Very interesting. You know, and make it, make it any way you want. And once you all sign it, it makes it legal, you know. Yeah, that could be a and, very lucrative role. Thank you for the call, Troy. I appreciate you your call tonight with the suggestion. I'm glad that, uh, you know, glad we threw it out there. And, of course, everything, everything's always open for discussion here. But that might be an interesting role for people who aren't willing to pull out of the system for whatever reason to be intermediaries to be agents for people who are like screw this i'm out completely i'm not going to pay any taxes i'm not going to do anything like that 
uh, to essentially be the the authorized agent for those folks and to to do things like register cars or or set up corporations. It may work for now, but it won't work for long. Well, but Mark, they're slow. The government's slow, slow at, at changing, slow. so it'll probably work for a long while until they can actually put some sort of laws into effect. It and here in New Hampshire, we're seeing the political system swing in a more liberty-oriented direction, slowly, albeit, but it is going in the right direction. In fact, I posted something over at freekeen.com today. There was a major news story in the Seacoast Online over the, I think it was over the weekend, over the past yeah. few days, about the so-called uh, free stater representatives in Concord who for, for a long time were trying to kind of I guess keep quiet how many of them there were but the word's out now uh, and the word is out in a big way because a lot of the people that support the status quo are pissed off because these uh, liberty reps are in there putting in bills that could roll back the government. Republicans they're, they're, they've been having a lot of successes or at least some um, steps along the way towards success that are pretty significant and notable. Yeah, um, still and I had, what I had heard, uh, you know, I, I was, I'm kind of wondering about that. I, what I had heard is that they were only staying under the radar, so to speak, until certain committees had formed or something. There was some political process where a committee's getting assigned to committees and things, and it that was very, uh, you know, for political is the word mm-hmm. I'm tempted to use, but of course it's political. But yeah. you know well, that um, the Free State Project has become mm-hmm. a pejorative, and I wouldn't run out there claiming to be as a state rep, claiming to be a free state. I see no benefit. Pro- to I'll, I'll tell you the benefit right away. Okay. Um, it, it 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 seems to people who are looking at the Free State Project, considering moving here, mm-hmm. who might be swayed by politics, who might want to get involved in politics, which was the original intent of the creator of the Free State Project, even though it expanded out to other things. Um, for to those people, seeing successes is a recruiting tool. I understand that. And but, and 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 yes, you can say, well, there's 14 people in there, but we're not going to give their names. We're not going to. It looks shifty and sneaky. I don't think it looks shifty and sneaky yeah. to anybody. I mean, if I was uh, looking from the outside of the state, I can see it's why you're a politician. Some, I can see why somebody would assume that. Because why it would look shifty. Well, it, it is sneaky. the it is the sort of person that uh, would be moving for politics, right? What is? God, the I am the kind of person who would move for politics. I understand why people would not report you moved their names. Because I moved. That's pretty much true. But I, yeah. but I, yeah. my expectation was is that people would get in, um, involved in politics. And if you recall, when you and I signed up, that was what our expectation anyway, Mark, you've was. You've got two people telling you it's shifty. You can deny that it's shifty it's shif- if you want pe- to. It's people that aren't interested in getting involved in politics that are telling me that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see where you're coming from. I'm just telling you how it looks. That's all. I, it well, I think dishonest. part of it is that. Um, I I I I admit there's a, there's all this sort of frustration or more than frustration just flat out rudeness and anger toward people who are who are getting the attention and and I and I feel like I feel like people should take responsibility for themselves if they're not getting attention and that's why it bugs me is that well don't be you know be more open and get your get your news out there especially when I hear all these Things coming out um, about things passing through the house and stuff like the that. The news is getting out. Yeah, it's getting and, out now. They shouldn't be able to gripe anymore at this point. They, they've got yeah. their, their press coverage. They've got protests now. They've got thousands of bureaucrats coming out from states that aren't even New Hampshire, apparently. People that are coming out and protesting what's going on in the state house. So it's they're getting a bigger backlash. Do you think you don't think it have. would be a pejorative? I mean, just you know, the, the bills alone, the people that you know, the people that oppose them, all the statists who oppose the sorts of bills that are going through. You you think it wouldn't become a pejorative anyway? I'm right. saying that claiming to be a free state, there's no point 
in claiming to be a free stater okay. once you're in the uh, you know once you've moved for the free state project once you've moved to New Hampshire because you believe you're a it has stater. some sort of negative connotation I, I do believe most that. people I, it, my which experience is nonsense, in my life most people don't even know about the most free state people project. don't but I'm telling you when I when I meet people that some of them think it's great and some of them think it really sucks of course people are going to always be polarized then why I don't why, why step up think, with that why have a, why have a corrupted can, term like what that? makes you think that you can satisfy well, I, everybody well again my whole point is you don't go out and make it a big you don't wear it like a like on your sleeve, right, you but you put it. it on the Free State Project website where you're promoting to outsiders. That's yeah, the you kind just of thing. Don't hide That's it. what you, you do. You say it. it's oh, on the website, some, then it's out, out there in the public domain. You don't you know. slink away from it's it. It's going to get out anyway. Away from I anything, just don't know man. how you can hide that. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, it's going to get Stop out. Being I agree. so slimy. 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com and you'll find our Amazon affiliate links there. Now, those affiliate links, when you click on them, will take you to Amazon. You'll enjoy your normal Amazon shopping experience. And you'll know that when you enter through those links, that Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase. Now, there are multiple links because we're dealing with multiple countries' Amazons. Um, So you click on the one that's appropriate for you, the U.S., Canada, U.K., Germany, and then just get your shopping done. Same great Amazon prices, same huge selection, free super saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items, plus used items as well. Start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the sale. That's shop.freetalklive.com. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. The principal over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty, and he's a big supporter of Free Talk Live. So, you know... If you're thinking about changing your company that handles accounts receivable, SACL CAI might be a good choice. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. All right, so we're going to continue with your phone calls here. Also want to remind you, parents, if you're listening, uh, the VeggieTales giveaway, we've got one tonight. Yeah, right, uh, VeggieTales DVD, uh, Twas the Night Before Easter. That's right, and this is our last week giving those away, correct? Um, I we still have some more. I don't know. We have to get them. We have to give them away soon, right? Presumably before Easter, I would think. Yeah, but, yeah. So uh, we got to give them away. All right. So uh, coming up, your chance to win that. Stay tuned for your opportunity. The phone line uh, will be a different number. It's not the usual call-in number. It'll be a special uh, phone number for the giveaway. We'll go straight to your calls. Though right now, you can bring up anything you want. Jeremiah, listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Hello, Jeremiah. Yeah, I got a solution to solve all the problems that our country is facing. Awesome. Excellent. It's called uh, HR twenty five. Uh, it's the fair tax bill. Oh God! <laughs> Go ahead, give me the pitch. <laughs> I'm waiting. 
I mean, it's 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 a consumption tax. It, it gets rid of the IRS. It gets rid of. No, uh, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Where'd you read that crap? What do you mean? Where'd I read that? Crap? I'm telling it's, it's you that that is not part of the uh, of the uh, situation. Well, he and, just said it is. He said it's in the bill. Maybe okay, they great. It. If it's part of the bill, I support it. Have you guys ever read the bill? It's only 130. Oh, I have. Oh, believe me, we've already interviewed them on the show, and what they said to me was um, that they would like to get rid of the was 16th Amendment, but that that wasn't part of their bill. That's a that's a precursor to it. It's a separate. Wait, when you say it's a precursor, you're saying that before the uh, this fair tax so called bill passes, that they are planning on repealing the 16th Amendment. Hello. Oh, did we lose him? All right. Well, you know what? If there was uh, some sort of phone issue, Jeremiah, you are certainly welcome to call back. I would love to talk to you about this so-called fair tax. Right, because this is what a lot of people who support the fair tax solve everything. They, they believe is that, A, <laughs> I mean, when was the last time an amendment to the United States Constitution went through? It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's a really difficult thing to do. And that, you know, you're going to just, you know, get rid of the 16th Amendment and institute this consumption tax. Now, that in and of itself, because they wouldn't make any other changes while they were um, amending the constitution would they right if they could <laughs> you know that date that, that that whole idea that they would uh, that you can trust these people to amend the constitution is uh, is scary in and of itself but then once that happens let's not forget that uh, the fact is you know these um that it would make every american a welfare recipient because everybody would get this kind of credit back for this first oh i don't know twenty twenty five thousand dollars of their household Which income probably meant some kind of filing you know I mean, not yeah. a, not elaborate yeah. like now with the income tax but anyone who is averse to getting all their private information and handing it over to the government right. might be screwed out of that money that they're supposedly entitled to, which is basically reimbursement for you know a certain amount of tax. Sure, and this is the, the idea that you can trust politicians to institute your good idea. And this idea is better than the IRS. I'm, I'm willing to admit that. It'll but solve everything. Don't forget that when the federal government says that they're going to send you a check for your, you know, uh, your family stipend or whatever it is that every American's going to get, they'll probably say, oh, you you can't send it to a P.O. box. You can't send it to a private mailbox. It has to be. Mm-hmm. We have to know where you are. We have to know your social security number. We have to have your DNA, the DNA of all your kids. I mean, they're going to want to. The government and loves tracking people. Whatever it starts off right. seeming reasonable, they'll just tick it up gradually over time. And let's yeah. Uh, don't well, forget. Speaking of it growing, the proposal and people is will just, add to what you can. You know, the idea is now it's supposed to be no strings attached. It's just uh, this many kids, this many adults. It's very simple, and then you get a credit. It's not supposed to be anything else. But just like the income tax that has all these loopholes and people lobby for this and that and the other. You know, it'll be, oh, what, you're a union member, so we have to treat it differently. Well, and this right, and that. Because yeah, it'll be lobbied and, and built up into something well, elaborate. The lobbying will come in. One of, the, one of the big areas where lobbying will come in is this is a – you want to talk about the prices going up or whatever, changing? They're talking about starting it at like 23 to 30 percent. I've heard 17, but yeah. Somewhere in that well, range. And, and it depends on, it depends on, it, if, it depends on the way people look at it. Well, that's actually – uh, that's actually a tricky propaganda move. When they say that it's like 23%, what they mean is if you buy something that costs $100, 23 of that is tax. So what they're re- so what you but now if you look at the way we calculate sales tax, mm-hmm. you don't do it that way. Uh, and so the uh, the t- the typical person misunderstands it and it's meant to be misunderstood. And this is what bugs me about the propaganda of this is that you don't you don't you, you know say if it's let's say it's twenty three percent of that is tax that's twenty three dollars well 
that means that $77 is the price of the product, and mm-hmm. you're paying $23 of tax on it. What does that work out to? Take $23 so out of 77 Yeah, it's yeah, quite a bit more than 23 Yeah, so if it was a $100 price, it would be significantly higher like than $23. I get where you're coming from. Right. Um, you know, the other thing is, is hey, what's going to stop them from raising the cost of this VAT tax? Also, I've heard that this is a VAT tax, which would then be applied to every step of the way in the sales process. Now, I've, I, you know, the, the thing is, is, is about... Is that true? I don't recall, I don't recall that That's how detail. VAT taxes are. Well, VAT, yeah, but I, I, understand, are. I understand that, but I don't recall that detail about this but my point that i was making was uh about the exemptions that dale was touching on so you've got this huge tax i mean there's 23 percent, 30 percent tax you're talking about here yeah. what industry isn't wa- going to want an exemption from sure. that they are going to be honey cutting bee, uh, honeybee distributors or whatever right, well, we're, well our product is important yep and so therefore you need to exempt us from Milk. this and so it'll Eggs. be this whole system of some products are important and they'll be exempted and other products won't and there's all this lobbying money that's going to come in to the politicians to get certain things exempted yeah. and then you've got the welfare problem on top of that because that's corporate welfare kind of on one side but the other side is that individuals the households are going to be cut a check every single month and that's going to get more Americans hooked on the idea of getting a check from the government every single month. I mean, you're talking about everyone every household like, in America. Everyone will feel like a welfare queen. Yeah. But, it's and, true. And, and also, one of the pitches here is, is hey, I get robbed for taxes. Let's rob everybody for taxes. Currently, 47% of American Americans do mm. not pay anything in right. income tax. And remember, this is only a proposition to handle income tax. It doesn't handle property taxes, sales taxes mm-hmm. from the states all the other taxes that are out there. So there's nothing to be said. The federal government couldn't institute some other kind of tax. My fear is is with this is that the 16th Amendment will not be amended, that they'll just raise it up to people making $500,000 a year more or more household income. They'll pay an income tax and they'll pay the such and such, and then they'll just ratchet that back down. Or or leave it until the inflation makes it so that the average person makes that much. Every tax... (laughs) That's what's happened with the... um, the, with the um, what is the the gain the uh, psh, what's it called capital the, gains cap, no yeah, well the the tax that you pay if you um the, there's a there's a tax where you if no matter what kind of loopholes you've got you, there's a minimum the alternative no minimum idea. tax I think okay. it is I don't know. Well, that is it. something that's there to make sure that you don't get so many loopholes that you manage to not pay taxes. And oh, so if you make a certain people. if you make a certain amount of income, then you automatically have to pay this alternative minimum tax. And that has not been changed for so long. It hasn't been adjusted for inflation to the point where now a lot of people pay it. It was in- originally intended for wealthy people. So, you know, we haven't had there's if you've got more, what, make a note. We'll come back on the tax issue here in a moment. Um, and if you've got thoughts, certainly if you're one of these fair tax supporters, it's been a while since we've had one of them on the well, phone. I just want to say that every tax, every time is theft. And great, so that's, that's support, great. You, we can come back theft. and talk more about that in a moment, but I want to make sure we give away the VeggieTales DVD. It's very important uh, to get this into the hands of, uh, of parents because, well, kids love this stuff. I mean, it's anthropomorphized vegetables. Who doesn't like that? <laughs> yeah, do they sing too? I mean, I, I've not yes. seen them, honestly. Singing vegetables. Yeah, I watched, the, I watched the video this weekend. Oh, the, uh, the Twas the Night Before Easter. Twas the Night Easter. Before Easter, yeah. And uh, did Jack watch it as well? Yeah. Well, he, Was it he Jack approved? It thoroughly, yeah. Okay. Jack approved. You can get one for your kids uh, by going and calling uh, calling us here shortly. The number is 603-435-1105. That's our special contest line. Uh, the I'll do the third caller here. 603-435-1105. 
you will get a copy of Twas the Night Before Easter, the VeggieTales DVD, and it'll be yours. Dial in now, 603-435-1105. Still plenty of time for your calls about whatever you want. Hour number three is coming up. Maybe our fair tax supporter will get back on the line, but I don't know. I don't expect to hear from him again. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. I can't tell you how many times people have recommended to Ian and I that we start an online liberty business directory so the people will know with whom they're doing business and how they can do business with people who are in the liberty community. Well, the market for liberty.com is a liberty movement business directory. It intends to be a complete list of all products and services provided by members of the liberty movement or products that directly benefit the Liberty community. This is a voluntary project. There'll be no charges for buyers or sellers using this site. It's being compiled right now, and they need your help. If you know of any products or services provided by members of the Liberty Movement, send an email to contact at themarketforliberty.com. Again, it's contact at themarketforliberty.com. This is a way to build the Liberty Movement right online. Contact at themarketforliberty.com. is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything as we launch here into the third hour of the program. The number for you, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Dale, by the way, joining us courtesy of flamingfreedom.com, his own radio show where he talks about LGBT issues with a liberty twist, shall we say? From a liberty perspective, yes. From a liberty perspective. So uh, go to flamingfreedom.com to hear more of Dale, and we will hear uh, your phone calls if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. Last hour, someone called with the ultimate solution. Something that would solve everything. The fair tax, he says. And of course, we laughed because, uh, you know, we've been presented with this before. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever said it was going to solve everything. I but... used to be on board with that, and I campaigned. I, really? I mean, I kind of held signs and went to a rally, and I read the, the fair tax book. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I, I was fairly well-versed. If I'm not now, it's only from being rusty, and, and it's yeah. now it's distant memory, so... So you but remember the welfare check plan where they're going to cut a check to every single household in America so they can yeah. not yeah. be taxed on the first $20,000 of purchases or 2000 or whatever. I think it might have been 2000 well, And those are good points. The other thing is that a lot of people are making good points that it's in a lot of ways it's easier to – if you know, this is – it's going to be um, easier to avoid – in some cases, this tax, in some ways, it'll be harder to avoid than, say, an income tax. I mean, like, um, an example would be if someone's, um, you know, for some people, are, if they're already doing their income in such a way that it's, that, it's not, that it's not reportable, it's harder to report. You know, to a large extent, people's incomes are reported because of who they work for. Or, but if they don't work for someone, then it's pretty much up to them to report it, you know, and, and it's kind of hard to track down if it's not. Um, that's not going to be the case anymore. It's going to be harder to avoid paying this tax. Right, because every retailer is collecting it. Exactly. How do you avoid that? The only way to avoid that would be to have a fairly large black market or gray market in products and services, which, of course, would likely spring up. Hey, uh, I get you that TV for 30% off. 
It will. There will be a lot of under the... I mean, it's such a significant tax. It is absolutely significant. And anyone who can avoid paying it will, will try to. If and it's, they'll if have it's, crackdowns. You know, they'll have sting operations the, trying to sell people uh, television sets without paying taxes. It's, it's so significant that, it, that there's a, a tremendous incentive to avoid, to avoid paying it. And, um, what about secondhand stores? Uh, my mom runs a thrift store in Sarasota, Florida, and she she charges state sales tax on the things that she sells, even though all those things have been sold before. Well, I know for a fact that's a good question. I, I can't re- recall for certain about that. I do know that you that like Craigslist and and individuals selling yard sales and things like that are not expected to to pay it, and mm-hmm. that it is not intended to be. You know, something is being resold. It's not supposed to have this. But again, what you say, what the intentions are to begin with, and what you ultimately compromise on ult- in the end to yeah. get it to pass. Uh, is something completely different, you right? Know, so the intention, someone will sell this and religiously say, "Oh no, no! Anything that's being resold, this is a one-time per item, and at the end of sale, nowhere along the way, it's not supposed to keep building up." You know, mm-hmm. and 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 there's that, that's a lot of what's used to sell it is that along the way we are paying taxes that are built into the items. I think the important part here is not you know whether or not they can you know the the you, you buy or sell used stuff. I mean, the, the, now you're talking. Now we're splitting hairs. I think the important part is, of this is that a this is a plan to make government theft of people's earnings more efficient. Is that really right. what you want, people? Do you want taxes, which are gover- which is government in- instituted theft? Theft is taking something that doesn't belong to you without the owner's permission through guile or uh, force. They admit it too. When you're done, I'll tell you about that. <laughs> and if, uh, well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but if, if you know, and and that's what it is. So if the government's doing it, it's called taxation, and somehow that makes it right. And I think that's uh, fallacious. When the Nazis murdered Jews, they put them on trial, and they called it murder. So when the government steals something, as far as I'm concerned, it's stealing. And that's all there is for me. I mean, the government, if if it can't do its business. By providing people services that they would pay for, I've got a real problem with that. I don't want to make this more efficient. I like the system where people can say, you know what, I've decided I want to opt out of paying taxes, and I'll take whatever the heat is for it. But in this instance, you're telling everybody who who runs a business, you're going to collect taxes for us, mm-hmm. or, or else. That's you're not going to run yeah, a business. They, they become tax collectors for the government. Right. Yeah. So you're just enslaving uh, everybody, every American uh, who has a, a business into becoming your your slave and it's a much smarter system i mean there's no doubt about it from the government's perspective because those people are far less likely to so-called cheat on uh the taxes this is the selling point of the fair tax is that you know all those people those people who are into prostitution who are doing drugs and and illegal markets all those black markets people who make their money on black market things and don't pay income tax because of it the, the selling point of the fair tax is like, oh, those people will now pay taxes just like everyone else because mm-hmm. when they spend their money in all the usual places, they'll pay the tax. They'll pay this tax. So you're right. I mean, it is a more efficient theft mechanism. But, of course, the IRS isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And the idea that the caller suggested that this was, oh, it was in the bill to get rid of the IRS. And as you said, Mark, if that actually happens, then great. But the IRS agents certainly have an interest in making sure that doesn't happen, right? I mean, these are a group of bureaucrats who are going to lobby very, very hard to keep their service in uh, in existence. And so what you'll probably end up seeing happen, I think you guys touched on this in the last hour, is that – Again, compromise will be made. So even if somebody comes to the table and says, all right, in this version of the bill, we're going to get rid of the IRS. And the IRS agents are like, what? And they come in and they're like, this is it. We've Not been to here. mention all the accountants out there. Right. And the, and the Liberty Block. Tax Place. Right. And- 
Yeah, so all those H&R people block. come pouring in to talk about how this is their life's blood. This is food is put on their family's table by these uh, this IRS and the, all the income tax things. Here, how about we compromise like this? We'll keep the IRS around and we'll keep most of the staff on board because, you know, they're bureaucrats and they've got families. They're important. Uh, so we'll keep the IRS around, but we'll lower the amount, uh, or excuse me, we'll raise the amount uh, that, that will trigger the IRS taking income tax from people. Right. We'll, so only we'll make it so only one percent of Americans actually have to pay income tax, and the, you know they can afford the uh, the the you know HR, the, Americans the, the, the accountants and all that right, stuff. The Americans that make more than a hundred thousand dollars will have to pay income tax. Everybody else will only be subject to the so-called fair tax, and then they all pat each other on the back because they've done something to st- stick it to the rich and they have you know they have protected the jobs of the bureaucrats and they've made it look like the government is more efficient at the same time and they've created a whole new tax on top of an already existing tax at that point and then as dale pointed out all it has to happen is the amount of uh, inflation has to just go up to the point where everybody makes more than a hundred thousand dollars and now all of a sudden everybody qualifies to pay the it's already tax. happened i'll turn I, I'm, I think i have it now i think i was right it's alternative minimum tax i believe which is the idea is like let's say you make a lot of money mm-hmm. and you file all kind but you have a lot of um deductions and things and you file for that well there's a point where there's a minimum uh there's a point where if you hit a certain amount of income you have to pay a minimum tax of x whatever that is regardless of whatever loopholes and and deductions and things you have and what's happened is that has not been adjusted for inflation over the years and it's hitting <laughs> like people who aren't very it's supposed to hit super wealthy people yeah. the intention when it was created was to hit the really wealthy people so that they wouldn't get out of paying taxes just cuz they had a lot of deductions there was some amount of tax you had to pay no matter no matter what if you hit a certain income and and it was hitting more and more people. There's a huge, a much larger percentage of people that are stuck with alternative minimum tax who are almost, who are certainly not wealthy anymore, but are just you know in the maybe a little upper middle class or something. And that's presuming they do it the lazy way and just wait for uh, for inflation to kick in. Right. They can also just change the rules based on whatever reasons they want to. Remember, the politicians aren't responsible if the program changes down the line. They're not responsible right now, but certainly down the line, once they've moved on and they're doing their whatever other speaking tour that they're on, then uh, the new batch of politicians comes in and they say oh oh my god you know we couldn't have foreseen this uh beforehand but this fair tax has resulted in a huge gray market of of products being sold without the fair tax being applied to it we're losing billions of dollars into in tax cheats all these people are just buying and selling radios and tvs and uh, baby stuff and whatever products without collecting the the fair tax so therefore we need to lower the amount of uh, level that the income tax triggers it was a hundred thousand but because of all the people in the gray market we're just going to have to lower that to 50000 I mean, they'll come up with whatever excuse they need to to justify making it easier for them to take more of your money. And then they've, then they've got you with two taxes. Oh, yeah. And, that, and that's what people are arguing for. That's what people are writing books about. People calling themselves libertarians, libertarians. are arguing for more taxes. Yep. Or at least a bigger one. 1-800-259-9231. But it'll solve all the problems, of course. More coming up. This is uh, Free Talk Live. I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Uh, now then, those features, by the way, include our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to show that they're listeners of the program, shrine.freetalklive.com. Get you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Shrine is, in fact, Free Talk Live's gold on its website, and you can go and get some gold for yourself at gold.freetalklive.com. It's a terrible segue. You can yeah, go- <laughs> I was a little confused by that. <laughs> We, I've picked out some coins there that uh, allow you to compare, price compare, uh, you know, gold that is easily and readily available through lots of the different companies and silver coins, too. I'm a bigger fan of silver right now than I am gold. Go check out gold.freetalklive.com. Get you some. They just keep going up. Keeps going up. All right. So our number here, 800-259-9231. Did, did more need to be said about this uh, this fair tax? I think we've pretty much gored it to death. Um, I guess the the one point we didn't really talk about is the major claim that the caller made that this is going to solve everything. Well, by that, solve everything, what what do you mean? It's going to solve the funding problem the federal government has, meaning that they're going to get more money to pay for their ex, you know their exorbitant programs and their intrusive uh, programs. I think and the their suggestion programs. is that some of us. I think really the suggestion is is that some of us pay taxes and some of us don't, mm. and we who pay taxes are pissed off at those who don't. I personally. Uh, you know, file the income tax form every year, and I am happy. I am thrilled. I consider people who choose not to pay uh, the tax, to uh, pay income tax to the government, at the very least, uh, you know, little, uh, you know, people that are doing things that I like, at the very most, heroes. So, yeah. no, I don't like this. This doesn't solve any problems for me. This creates problems for me because this creates a more efficient mechanism for the federal government to fund itself. As far as I'm concerned, the federal government of the United States of America is simply the most successful organization of thieves, criminals, and liars that the world has ever seen, or at the very least has seen at this particular time. So, no, this doesn't solve any problems for me. Let's go to James listening in New York. You can bring up whatever you want. James, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? Just great, James. What's on your mind tonight? <laughs> well, uh, I'm calling in, and I don't know how much you guys have covered this, but uh, I'm a professional poker player uh, for the last seven years, uh, mostly online. Yeah. And Not anymore. I, <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, it's absolutely crazy, and... Um, I, I just want to applaud the government for a true master stroke by putting this bill into action four years ago, and there was like kind of like modest outrage, and then they waited four years and then shut down everyone's ability to earn. And yeah, what you're referring to, for those that don't know, is uh, it was a few days back the federal government swooped in on the top three or four uh, poker online gambling websites. I was one of the ones that didn't know. Thank yeah. you. And they, uh, <laughs> oh, okay, again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess Ryder uh, probably, I imagine Ryder probably talked about it quite a bit on last night's uh, program. Oh, I and bet he, he did. He'd called in uh, this past week to give us a heads up, and I know that Ademo from LibertyOnTour.com has been affected. Uh, a number of uh, the activists in the area had uh, had engaged I in this. I think uh, this is, this might be interesting to some people. I'm pretty sure there are some Bitcoin-related gambling sites that i suggested i'd ask that question are there any big sites that have bitcoin if not they should look at moving well to bitcoin. i don't i'm not sure how big they are but uh 
and I don't know if they do poker. I know there are gambling sites that you can do Bitcoin, but but I think I mean obviously gambling in general, where there's a house and you, uh, it doesn't pay in the long run. Well, if they if but, they go to but Bitcoin, if you play that poker and you're good at poker, you can play against other people and consistently make money. Um, in theory, at least. Well, right. That's I, I imagine that's what you do. And James. I don't know if the, I don't know if there are poker Bitcoin Bitcoin poker sites, but I do you, but I, James? Would, are you I wouldn't aware be surprised at all. James, are you, are you aware of any sites that are running on Bitcoin? No, I have no idea. I mean, for me, I, I always played on the major sites just because of their reputability, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is actually, and it's kind of un, relatively unknown, but this is actually the second time the government has swooped in and frozen funds. Um, right. The last time they did it was in 2007. And, you know, I had um, $25,000 tied up for about nine and a half months. Uh, I have friends with six six figures. I mean, I had one guy I knew, Jeez. a good friend of mine, had $850,000 tied up online. Um, and this was a time where he only had about $10,000 offline. He had just won a big tournament. Oh, you know, man. He didn't get any interest back, anything like this. But, but that's not even what outrages me at the moment. It, it's mostly that, um, when that when the UIGEA, the Unlawful Internet Gambling Enforcement Act, was passed, everyone said, oh, they'll never enforce it, you know, so no one really oh. cared. And then... Four years later, they enforce it, and now, you know, tens of thousands, I mean, millions of dollars are frozen up right eight now. Billion you know dollars. They're seeking $8 billion in forfeiture. And what everyone is saying is that, oh, well, they shouldn't have broken the law, you know? And then the same people that were outraged at the same law four years ago are now saying, oh, well, those sites shouldn't have broken the law. Are you serious? Thinking, you know? The people that are 100%. gamblers? The people that are actually oh, yeah. using these products? Oh, yeah, because, I mean, I, I'm a... I've been a professional for a long time, and you know, since it was a small community, and, and I'm pretty, pretty prominent in the poker forums and things like that. And, yeah, and, I'm, cool. and I, I saw, I saw one uh, for, thread that said, "Now it's time to fight back," you know. And I was like, "Yes, here we go." And you know, being a liberty-minded person, I got in there, and everyone, the, the general idea was, "Well, let's call up and, and beg for our money back," you know. I mean, uh, 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 <laughs> let's, let's call up and let's call up and say, "Please, please, can we please?" What else would you say, though? I mean, really, what? Well, how does one fight back? Well, that's what I said. I said, so you know, I'm personally willing to pay people five bucks an hour to protest in DC. I personally can't right now. I'll do anything I can to do. And they said, now listen, James, you're going to seem. We don't want to seem like bitter jackasses. That's a direct quote. And I said, bitter jackasses. They took money directly out of. Out of your pocket, they rip the shirt off your back and are whipping you, and you're sitting there saying, "Oh, maybe would you mind whipping me less?" I mean, yeah, thank you, know, master. So uh, totally right, it, it, it's <laughs> just the, the self-defeating attitude of, and I, maybe that's not the term I'm looking for, but this is abusive, this self-abuse, this idea that uh, it's just kind of the slave-on-slave violence. There's a version of that. It's like slave-on-yourself uh, violence. It's just so sad, oh, yeah. so pathetic. Well, that we somehow deserve to to be shipping over money. Not only that, when we first, and this was me too, uh, when we first started asking the government, we were asking to be taxed and regulated, and they gave us the middle finger and said, no, you, know, you can't do this. It's, it's immoral to gamble. And obviously, I mean, come on, state-run lotteries, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we said, please, tax us, regulate us. And they said, no, get out of our face. And then three or four years later, and by the way, I, I mean, there's no doubt that this is going to be taxed and regulated soon enough. Mm-hmm. So under the guise of morality, they shut this whole thing down. And just just basically steal from these foreign companies. And no one is even outraged that they're stealing $8 billion from these people. And it yeah, is- that I thought was a particularly interesting aspect of this. I immediately thought this was like a local thing, a U.S. thing, but you say these are foreign companies, and that was something else that was pointed out. They went after foreign oh, yeah. bank accounts. This isn't the first time. They've, they've, held, um, they've held foreign 
uh, you know, operators of these countries just without bail in the U.S., you know, just, just indicted them and, and locked them up and made them plea against, um, against you know, to rat out their buddies and do all this stuff. This, this happened with party poker uh, five years or four or five years ago. Um, they held their chief executive in jail until they agreed to not uh, serve U.S. players. Incredible. And it's just the most blatant attack on freedom. But by the way, and no one else really even cares at all because it's, it's not something they do. But much no, more poker scary. players who are saying, please tax us. That's all we want. But they can't even do that, and they're accepting it. It's just incredible. Thanks for the update on that, and uh, feel free to keep us in the loop as to how that continues to develop. I uh, appreciate the update at 800-259-9231. Please, Master, may I have another? 1-800-259-9231. Just tax me more. I've been such a bad boy. Please take all my money. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we give you for free there. Uh, those features include our mobile site. You've got a mobile phone, a smartphone. You want to access our streams very quickly. You can just go to m.freetalklive.com. That's amazonmobile.freetalklive.com. Coming up here in about two months, June 20th through the 26th. It will be the biggest liberty-oriented event of 2011, the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening again at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. You will be surrounded not only by natural beauty, but the beauty of the feeling of being around other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people that get it when it comes to the ideas of freedom. These are people who are willing to actually do something about it. Many of them have made the move to New Hampshire, as the three of us have here as part of the Free State Project. Others are considering a move to New Hampshire. Still more are actually planning a move but have not yet made the move. And all of those types of people... We'll be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, engaging in various different activities from uh, live musical performances to karaoke to family fun and activities, agorism in action, more adult-style parties, uh, Buzz's Bigger Gay Dance Party. Man, it's going to be a blast. Lots of fun to be had. It's going to be going all week long, June 20th through the 26th. Go to Porkfest.com to get registered. You can use our discount code to save 20% which is Free Talk Live. Just run the words together without any spaces. Use the code Free Talk Live. Save 20% on your registration at porkfest.com, P-O-R-C, as in porcupine, porkfest.com. And by the way, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live every single night at Porkfest, which I'm pretty excited about. And uh, we'll continue here and uh, take your calls about anything you want. 800-259-9231. Before we do that, though, I want to make sure that we get a little more detail out on this gambling crackdown. There's a very interesting aspect to this that has not yet been revealed, at least on this program. Mark, uh, what's happening? I hadn't heard anything about this. It's actually one of our uh, remote producers sent this to me. The FBI shut down the three biggest online poker sites just as another was set to be opened up. 
by officials in Washington, D.C. Residents and visitors to the nation's capital would be allowed to gamble on the web under proposal in the District of Columbia's budget, according to the Hot Air website. Congress had until April the 7th to object but took no action. There's really no clear law that... uh, that said we could not do this, said D.C. Councilman Michael Brown. The of course not. The government's allowed to run gambling operations. Yep. The provisions author, Brown, wants money raised for gambling to offset budget cuts and help social service programs. But just a week after the D.C. program was approved, the FBI closed down three sites, Poker Stars, Full Tilt Poker, and Absolute Poker, charging 11 executives with bank fraud and money laundering and hoping to recover $3 billion. The sites were all based abroad but aimed at U.S. gamblers. The sites now have a message uh, explaining the FBI has seized their domain names, conducting financing, managing, supervising, directing, or owning all or part of a legal gambling business is a federal crime. The How most- can you free talk live people say the government is a criminal? criminal organization how how could you say mark tonight that the government is the most criminally successful violent gang but there's no evidence to that a criminal organization wouldn't go around violently shutting down their competition in order to run their own uh, gambling operation would they no the mafia would never do anything like that seems obvious to me i mean this is just (laughs) wow what is this new government website is it i mean how convenient. So they're shutting down the number one through four uh, top websites in the world for ga- for internet gambling. And then that same week, they launch a, some sort of government site. Is it mentioned? Yep. That's exactly what, what, what is, is what mentioned. The site. Um, the I don't know. Site. that It's the proposal to oh. start a site. There's really no uh, – a week after the D.C. program was Oh, so approved, it'll be about 10 years then before it actually right, starts you know, up they'll, then. They'll, And my favorite part, though, is, is the councilman wants this open to raise money to offset budget cuts and help social, social service programs. There's the lie. The lie you get every time whenever they trot out one of these things is that in 49 states or what, however many of them have gambling, I think uh, Alabama is the only one that didn't do it quite the same way, the money essentially goes into the general fund or if it goes into the mm-hmm. education fund, the government just feels free to take money out of the education fund in order to pay for its other stuff. The fact is, people, taxes are fungible. Money is fungible. You can move it from one location to another. The only way to sort of offset this is, I guess, kind of the way that Alabama did it. They made a um, basically a, a scholarship program for their colleges and their Gambling went to fund that only. They, so they created a new government program, which was to give scholarships to Alabamian students. They pulled other money out when they did that. So, yes. Uh, that no, money, they didn't. They didn't. Not in that case. That's the one. Oh, okay. It, it's the best looking okay, of the systems saying. of criminal enterprise uh, around. That's what I see. I believe that Georgia did pretty well uh, by comparison in terms of the lottery in Georgia funds the HOPE grant specifically, I believe. I mean, the, it was the, Georgia, the extra money. Uh, the, and and the, oh. that, uh, that, that actually does – that is actually helping to put a lot of people through college, I guess, right now. One um, of the, that's what I understand. One of the but, complaints – Of course, driving up the cost of college and uh, the rates for everybody who has to pay. Exactly. Uh, that's what always happens. You know, the fungible thing, in case people don't understand that, there's a comparison that's like, there's a pretty good analogy, and I don't want to sound like I'm coming down on charity. I'm not. But the United Way got some similar criticism as that, the whole idea of this, this fun, money being fungible. Because the United Way was, 
um, there's all this pressure on people to give to the United Way through their work. Mm-hmm. It's almost like taxes, of course. It's voluntary, of course. But it's very similar in that it comes right out of your paycheck, and that way you feel like your relief of you don't feel guilty anymore. You're donating to charity, and it's really easy, and it just happens automatically. Your employer does it, mm-hmm. and you can and and what the and, the and the selling point is you can designate where you want the money to go if you want. You don't have to, and most people don't. Right. So that leaves huge leeway for the United. It's a huge spring, a huge um, flexibility on the United Way with all the money that isn't designated. And then what was? And, and then some people are saying, "Don't donate to United Way." They give a lot of money to the Boy Scouts, for instance. And if you have an issue with the Boy Scouts, and I do, then you wouldn't want to give to the United Way. And they'll hmm. say, "Well, you don't have to give it to them. You can designate exactly where it goes, and you can make it go to places that you like." Well, guess what? The moment you do that. Then they can, they can, they've got all the flexible money, and a lot of which is going to Boy Scouts yeah. and other stuff. You, you designate some stuff spe- to specific organizations. Well, those are, those organizations are almost getting, certainly getting some of that flexible money. They just take out the flexible money and yes. put it where they want it to go. So it's so fungible that it becomes almost completely irrelevant mm-hmm. that you can designate where the money goes. So another important point on the government gambling operation that they're apparently planning on starting up. This is again a Washington D.C. thing. This is not so they're they're going to be running it from D.C. It's supposedly for D.C. residents and visitors. Yeah, uh, whatever the heck that means. Whether that means it'll end up being opened up to everybody is another question. But one of the big objections to the online gambling has been the issue of security. People are worried that the gambling operation is you know counting cards or that uh, on their side there's some level of like backdoor in the program that'll allow their operators to essentially scam people. You know, essentially just give people bunk hands or or whatever. Or, or give the dealer favor a favoritism on the random cards that are dealt out, those kind of things. And there, there have been, from what I understand, some companies that have been caught uh, doing some shenanigans like that. But of course, there are also ways to uh, verify that the code is is honest, and that is to allow auditors to come in and and check the code and to and to verify that. You know, to put a seal of approval, if you will, on this particular gambling site. And then the sites that have the best reputation will build that reputation through things like having audits. And so do you think the government's going to audit its code for you? Do you think the government's going to uh, show you how, um, you know, who wins and who doesn't? Is it going to assure it's the government? You? And so automatically you can just trust you just them. trust them. Right. Yeah. yeah, They're not going to run any. It's not scam. like these private businesses that are so shady and. Yeah. <laughs> and untrustworthy and unaccountable. And unaccountable because- I would imagine – this is my imagination. I do think that the government will probably run a pretty upright uh, operation because they could be uh, – you know, a whistleblower oh, yeah? could jump um, in on. But I think that they'll have a lower payout than most of the mm. – you know, the, the sort of the more free market take a bigger chunk. They'll take a larger sure. chunk. That's how I would imagine it done. Because it they'll done. have a monopoly. They'll they shut down their monopoly. competition. Yep, they will. Well, not all of them. They're not going to be able to affect. But it's it. for a good cause, Mark. So right. Well, so what they, those they other call places a good cause. that was just they were just taking. They were just wanting to make money. Yeah. Well, you know, people making money in the free market is a good cause. All right. So uh, <laughs> we'll continue with your phone calls here. Uh, we'll talk to Frank, listening in Indy to WXNT. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, Frank. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, <clears throat> the guy that was talking to you, or girl, I don't know. I didn't hear the call about the fair tax. Mm-hmm. Led you down the wrong stream. Oh. Number okay. one, n- number one, there will be no income tax. The IRS disappears. Tell you what, we'll talk to you in a moment here. If you can stick with us, the last guy couldn't. Maybe you can. Uh, more with Frank here in a moment. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you'd like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Only moments remain, but maybe enough time for your thoughts. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. All right, so we continue with your phone calls. Frank, I think you're still with us there, listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Frank, go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, I still, I'm still here. Right. Um, okay, for, first of all, the biggest thing that I, I think there was somebody, somebody was saying something about that you're going to still have the income tax. Yeah, we're talking about the, fa- yes. the so-called fair tax, yeah. Uh, that's wrong. Hmm. The income tax disappears. That's not really true. Like magic. I'm, I'm sitting here. All, cor- I'm, I'm, all corporate, all corporate and individual tax disappears. I'm looking at it right here. The Fair Tax Act of 2011, um, it sets a sales tax rate of 23% starting in 2013 uh, with adjustments in subsequent years. And it terminates the sales tax imposed by this act. Uh, let's see, the terminates the sales tax imposed by this act of the Sixteenth Amendment of the United States Constitution, authorizing an income tax, is not repealed within seven years. So here we are at the darkest depths of an economic downturn, the worst we've seen in at least six or seven decades. They're going to institute a new twenty-three percent tax that could or could not sunset in um, seven years. So you're talking about a seven-year period where you have both of these things, the income tax and this, uh, this fair tax. And this is just a law. It's not an amendment. It's a lot easier to change this law to say, oh, we need another five years or we need another ten years, just like they do with the Army's budget every two years. They can just keep bumping this thing down the pipe, and then we've got another 23% income tax, or excuse me, sales tax instituted for the federal government. Right, but, but, but the funny, the, the, the thing that I understand with it, and I've read the book, I haven't read the law itself, that that this this law wouldn't go into effect until the uh, the Sixteenth Amendment disappears. Well, the book is old, uh, as I understand it. Right. So this is we... really the the problem of it all. Is those people that support a particular law never are the ones who get to write it. And I just read you the summary of the law as it's going to be introduced. So this is an object lesson for you, Frank. Politicians lie. Oh, yes, I do know that. These, those are the people that are going to write this law. So supporting the, a law means supporting politicians who tell lies. Um, yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. I just read it to you, Frank. Yeah. I mean, I've, so, I've laid it out to you as plain as day, so right let's, here, let's within make, seven years. Right, so the, so, people, the people that wrote the book, and I have the original book, where, when it was written... Probably eight years ago or six yeah. years ago. I hope you ago. got Neil Bortz to sign it for you because that's really the only value behind this law. That is the book. It's the the the, 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 the book signed. Bo- the 
one at Neil Bortz and, and the man in, con- in Congress who is no longer there. Oh, oh, so the guy who wrote the book isn't even in Congress anymore. See, look, I see where you're coming from. You've been sold a pitch. They've pitched an idea to you, and it sounds good. The way Neil Bortz will pitch this, I'm sure it sounds very attractive. Unfortunately, that's just not how it is in reality. It has changed since then, and we knew back then that the things that they were saying weren't very likely to happen because, again, amending the Constitution is an incredibly politically unlikely maneuver. It's very, very difficult to get that to happen. And if they do open up the Constitution for amendment, then all kinds of other crazy things uh, could be uh, Well, that's could be you're talking about a constitutional convention. They could just do it the other way, which is uh, getting two-thirds of the House, two-thirds of the Senate, and then three-quarters of the states to do it. Either which way, is it's still incredibly big, difficult. Yeah, it's a big hurdle to, uh, to pass through. So there's your, there's your update, Frank. It is not as you believe it to be. And as it is being proposed today... It will not be what it is to propose today when it is finally right. said and done. They're going to change it when, by the time it gets voted through, it'll be changed again. And Politics no one read it. always requires compromise. And, and all these things that are being used to sell people on the fair tax, it's all well, based on, things, a, on an incredibly optimistic, uh, massively unrealistic optimistic view about what of, will actually one happen. Of thing, one of the things that, that, that people don't realize is the fact that when when the corporate income tax disappears, when this goes away because of the because they're they're going to close down the IRS. No, they're not. That is going to that is going to increase the people that will come into the United States and hire people. Frank, you're you're living in a fantasy world if you believe that the IRS is just going to go poof and disappear. It's just not going to uh, to occur. Does this it says, say that in the it, it bill? says it's going to repeal the income tax, the employment tax, and the estate and gift tax. It doesn't mention getting rid of the corporate tax in this in this proposed bill introduced in January the on January the fifth, two thousand eleven. Can it repeal the income tax uh, even without necessarily override without getting no. rid of the sixteenth amendment? No. no. So no. the income tax is instituted by a an act of Congress. Does it say so, Mark yeah. that they will repeal the IRS? No, it doesn't say that either. Frank, sorry, man. Maybe the IRS to... is going to be there in order to enforce you well, paying into look, Obamacare. I, yeah, I, I'm going to look into. I'm going to look at the the law. You I'm should do that. And thank online. you, for, thank send, you, Frank, for the call tonight. Send me an email at marketfreetalklive.com. I'll send you this link. Frank. All right, let's continue here and go to Doug, listening in Minnesota. Doug, you're on Free Talk Live on the amp lines. Hey guys, how's it going tonight? What's on your mind, Doug? Well, I got a question for Dale before I go into my other thing. Okay. Anybody see Atlas Shrugged yet? No, yeah, it looks boring as sin. I saw it, yes. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I know, Dale, you were like railing on it for a while. I saw it, too. I just want to mention a couple of really amateurish faux pas. You know, the old 1950s sex scene where they pan the people as they lay down on the bed and the camera goes like, God, I, last time I saw that was in the Fountainhead in 1956, I think. <laughs> so that's kind of like the production values. You get mixed reviews. I'm not sure I'm going to wait and see. Well, Dale, was it worth it? Was it worth the trip? Yeah. You had to go drive, drive for this, right? I, I, yeah, it was worth the trip, actually. Really? I, and, and that's only because, you know, I'm an incredibly forgiving audience member because, mm. you know, it's, it's just this, this book is iconic, even though I think that I didn't like the book either, by the way. I like the premise of the book, but I didn't. I thought it was written horribly and everything. And I get in trouble for saying that. But it is an iconic, you know, it is a, an iconic thing in history, this book. Sure. And the movie is, for the same reason, to some extent, it's going to have that. It's going to have that that cult appeal. Is it as dull and as so the I trailer had to makes see it? Look? It's it's 
the acting is really bad and it's like it just felt to me like they were just narrating the story in a film format and not taking advantage of the ability of film to sh- to to show you things and to emote things and to involve mm. you in a really interesting was it really way lengthy? that a book can't do was, was that- it was it really lengthy no not especially is it a part 1 2 thing it's part 1 i see yeah, of know, 3 it, it was of 3 minutes oh, long but it felt like 3 hours Wait, I thought you hadn't seen it. I'm sorry. You have seen it? No, I did see it. Oh, okay. I did see it. It was 90 minutes long, and it felt like three That's hours. That's awful. But, and I've read the book twice, and I, here's what I'm doing. I kind of secretly, secretly loved it, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to catch on. I think, I think Republicans, you know, pro-war Republicans are going to go, yeah, this movie rocks. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh's right. You know, totally missing the, her, the entire point of a lot of her, you know, objectivist philosophy. Man, three. So it was ninety minutes long, and it felt like three hours. Meaning it was boring, <laughs> and they're going to want you to sit through two more of them to yeah. see the entire trilogy. Yeah. And I'll go see them. I, I think it was yeah, a bad I movie, and just... I'm going to go see the sequels as well. This yeah. is one of the best selling books of all time, and yeah. it's going to bring an audience with it. As a result, I mean, a lot of people have seen have watched this. Movie I was told it was mostly white hairs. That's, that that's pre- what it's counting pre- on. It's going to have to do that. I mean, I think this thing will hopefully stay in the black just by selling DVD sales and things later. The hope um, of the people. I don't know. It to, the hope of the people putting it together is that they can bring the message. These people are. Uh, well, they not, should have done it in a much more uh, coherent manner. Well, the, well, the, yeah. What they have to work with is really difficult. Is it There's true, no Doug? action. Yeah. You, you know what? Doug, here's that's a, a problem. Is it true oh. that the. Because uh, this is what I heard. I heard that the majority of the audience is a bunch of old people. Is it true? You know, when I, at my theater, I was surprised at how many young people were there. Hmm. Okay. It mean, was, there were a lot of young I, people the one I went to. I was. Yeah. I was sort of surprised. I was happily surprised. And then when I walked out, there were a bunch of uh, Ron Paul, you know, Campaign for Liberty people passing out constitutions, which is like, oh, God, that's boring. We were, we were <laughs> passing out Free State Project flyers that said, where is John Galt? And it's in New Hampshire. It was great. They were really well designed. I don't know who designed them, and I want to find out because they were beautiful. I, I, I think I know. I don't want to say any names. I think I know, know too, sure. but I'm, I don't want to say either. I have a suspicion. But um, until I know for sure. Flyer? I mean, that sounds funny. Where is John Galt? I mean, in the point he's at in New Hampshire, right? Right. It was brilliant. That's really good. Yeah, that makes that sense. Like, I would go to just do outreach yeah. for the for the movie. I wouldn't really care about. That's the one of the movie. reasons why we went. We we watched the movie. We ran out just as we ran out just as the credits started to play, and we handed out flyers as people were leaving. That's great. And um, yeah. well, here's my other thought: is a lot of people said this, and I agreed. Was when I was reading the book, it it. The, the the characters seemed very similar in the book. They seemed unreal. And as I'm watching the movie, that you know, that's kind of how they sounded in the book. But I didn't like the book. So, Doug, I know you had something else on your mind. Call us tomorrow night. We'll uh, we'll hitch up then for that. Whatever that was. And the rest of you, if you're on hold, apologies. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. So join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And now it's time for Letty's Easter Countdown, the part of the radio show where Letty comes out and counts down. Six more days until Easter. I'm dreaming of a white Easter bunny, or pink or blue, or any color will do. 
This has been Larry's Easter Countdown. Tune in tomorrow for another Easter message. Veggie Tales presents Twas the Night Before Easter. Get ready to celebrate the season and discover what helping others is really all about. I've been working on an Easter-themed musical. Up with bunnies. We need a star. Cassie Cassava. She's big time. It's an all-new Easter adventure full of bunnies, music, and love. Featuring American Idol finalist Melinda Doolittle as Cassie. Helping one another. Veggie Tales Twas the Night Before Easter. Available at Walmart, Family Christian Stores, and retailers everywhere. Own it today on DVD.